We often don't realize that we are the key to our own happiness and that happiness starts with healing and transformation. Whether you need healing, guidance, clarity, understanding, or just some honest sister talk to feel connected, heard, and supported, you are welcome and safe here. So join the conversation and be healed. Welcome to Soul Healing Conversations with your host, Ross Kincaid. Hey, hey, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Soul Healing Conversations. I'm your host, Roz Kincaid, Certified Spiritual Life Coach, Empowerment and Transformation Coach, and Intuitive Healer. I'm playing around with these titles, so y'all just bear with me on this, okay? Thanks. (laughs) And this episode is a really, really good one if you're into all things healing, especially somatic healing. But before I introduce my lovely guest, I want to remind you all that our Soul Expansion Soundboard live stream is coming up this Friday, November 4th. Um, Every other Friday, my friend and peer coach, Julian Crossan Hill, we go live on Facebook and YouTube for some open conversation about whatever topic we can think of or whatever's hot for us. And you get to engage with us, you get to connect with us, you get to share your insights, share your comments with us, talk to us as we are speaking with you. And be sure to check that out. And if you can't join us live, then be sure to subscribe to my YouTube channel and my Facebook channel for the replays. Also, I have a few spaces available in my empowerment coaching program. Listen, if you've been feeling the nudge to work with me one-on-one, this is where we get to go under the surface. We get to go under the rug and uproot and heal anything that's in your way of all the wonderful things you want to want in your life, like peace, balance, satisfaction, pleasure, joy, and whatever else it is that you want to be experiencing. So this is where we take an honest inventory of what's out of order and what's getting your attention deal with it, get some wisdom from it, and learn some tools to set things in right order so that you can start to make aligned decisions that allow you to experience all that goodness that you want. So I have uh, single sessions available. I have a one, three, and six-month container. So be sure to check those out, or you can message me if you have any questions, and all the links are in the show description for you if you want to learn more, of course. Okay, y'all. So let's get into today's topic of somatic healing. My guest today is Danielle Waldman. Danny is the host of Back to Being podcast. She's a somatic practitioner and meaningful community creator who also provides education and integration support in the psychedelic space. She supports women and femmes on their journey of remembering and honoring their inner seasons by exploring their relationships to their body. Danny deeply believes in the magic of fostering connections with ourselves, nature, and loved ones. In her work, Danny's intention is to hold space with integrity and the invitation to lean into our softness. Danielle, welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. I'm so excited to have you here. I've been wanting to get you on here for a while now, and um, mm. now the time is here. It's come. Um, funny story. Uh, for all of you watching or listening, how I met Danielle, I got to tell this story because it's, mm-hmm. <laughs> there are no coincidences, y'all. Yeah. So I am practicing Reiki in a massage place, um, a sports massage place in, in, the, in the DC area. And for that day, it was a Saturday, I believe. Yeah, it was Saturday. And I was about to pack up and leave and head on out and get on back to my baby. 
and um in walks Danielle and I kind of hear like from the back like yeah I have an appointment today at one and I remember the time I have an appointment today at one o'clock and the the girl who um owns the place she was you know man in the front she checks the schedule she's like it's funny I don't have you on the schedule <laughs> and she's like but we have somebody here right now because another girl was working at the spot too doing Reiki and all of that stuff <clears throat> she says but we have somebody here right now and she comes back to me and says we got somebody back here who um I think she got her appointment mixed up <laughs> and I did and she was like, do you think you could take her before you leave? I was like, yeah, shit, why not? I'm here, so might as well. Y'all, this beautiful woman comes back to me and she's like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. And you know, she's being apologetic. And I'm like, girl, it's all good. Like, lay down, let me take care of you. Lay on my table. So we start talking and uh, it just opens up to a beautiful session. And, and I don't know if it was the first session or the, the follow-on session where I picked up, I know the first session I picked up on your dad. Your dad came through, I believe in the first session. Yeah. And, um, and, and, and that's what happens for me usually, like the spirit knows that I'm, I'm working and I'm on and everybody wants to come in. I'm like, wait a minute child, but particularly your dad, um, uh, came in and he had some beautiful messages for you but then I think it might have been the next session where I was like don't eat chicken <laughs> and you were like oh my god <laughs> I'm allergic yeah, to chicken <laughs> like don't don't be eating chicken I don't know it, it was the most random thing it was the most random thing and he was like yes oh my god <laughs> and then long story short you became one of my Reiki students Mm -hmm. was it not yes you became one of my Reiki students and I remember you being so consumed with the material and in 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 the in the class and while everybody was kind of like chit-chatting and kind of talking amongst themselves or laughing at my stupid jokes you were like mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you were taking it in and I was like she is like really here and present and taking this stuff in and it and it and it was so beautifully orchestrated that I was the one to be able to um certify you as as a Reiki practitioner and and again your dad came through then and just gave another beautiful message just to encourage you that you're on the right path what you're doing and putting out in the world is amazing and awesome and you need to keep going with it so yeah that's how we met y'all uh, so yeah <laughs> it was the it was the yeah I mean that was so special to me I mean that was when I came in for that first session I I got the dates mixed up but you know which is I never do anything like that so it was just divine and that was the first time I connected with my dad since he had passed. Cause at that point it had been about a year since he had passed, I think. And, um, it was really special and that was so profound. And then I remember I was talking to you about how I was interested in energy healing and, you know, we started talking about the certification. And so you doing my Reiki attunement was just such a gift and, um, yeah, I mean that that was really that was really so special for me and um 
I'm, I'm really, I'm just incredibly grateful that that's how we met. And, you know, you've become such a mentor and, and someone I just adore. And um, I'm just really grateful for that, for me mixing up the dates, <laughs> even though it was supposed to be the way it was supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It, you know, it's funny how everything kind of aligns and just puts things in right order and God, goddess, whoever you want to call it, just puts you with the right people. That just, I don't know, it just, it just brings solace to your life. You and I were talking before this about how things are kind of hard. They, they feel hard right now. And like, we got this at, at the time of this recording, a full moon in Aries is about to come around. <laughs> so, it, yeah, and yeah, I'm feeling it very much so. And, and it just feels good to have people in your orbit, in your energy, who can hold soft space for you. And I think that's what it, it is between us. Like, I always seem to find people who are like, uh, uh, yin yang for me. Like I'm, I'm the, I'm the hard, or I don't, I'm, I'm like the, the masculine piece to the feminine, and I think that's what I'm attracting because I probably need more of it. But, and I think that I don't know where that fits into this whole conversation with somatic healing, but I kind of feel like it has a lot to do with it. So, with that said. First of all, tell us about yourself. Tell tell the crowd about about you and 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 help us get to know you a little bit more. Mm. I love when people ask this question. I love when I ask people this question, especially in in like circle spaces with clients, because people are like, "Well, I was born in." They like go through their whole life story. Um, so I'm always really conscientious of just time when I answer this question. Cause I'm like, I could literally ramble for like eight years around this, but yeah, I, I mean, I, I grew up in New York and, um, on Long Island and, um, I guess in like the realms of like somatics and stuff growing up, I, I studied dance. I performing arts was, was part of my life. I started playing violin when I was four. So like the arts world and performing arts was always really prevalent for me. Um, but things that I struggled with, as I think a lot of little girls do, was definitely body image, um, speaking my truth, um, like people pleasing, you know, the good girl mentality. And so those were things that I sort of struggled with growing up, which I think has really shaped a lot of the the healing that I've done and the work that I put out into the world. And something that's been a big part of my own story is um, – I spent so many years really trying to sit with what is it that I want to do that I feel passionate about, about, it was about 10 years of me taking different types of jobs, traveling, talking to people. And, and really I had such an urge to, um, find something that was purposeful that I loved, but I just didn't know what it was. I had no idea. And, and I was you know, I was young and I was, um, just in a, such a beautiful exploration and, and processing of trying to release a lot of the, um, like beliefs of who I thought I needed to be and letting that go and, and seeing the future of there's this woman that I want to step into being. And 
I know that it's possible for me, but it was like a lot of just um, push own my own inner resistance and push back to who I thought I needed to be, which I think is something so much of us go through. Um, and, and then I ended up, um, traveling and I, I started leading women's circles, which was just divine. And that was sort of my gateway into this work. Um, I, I really love community spaces. I love bringing people together. I love sitting in community spaces with people. I think it's, um, so important and, and intimacy with relationships wasn't something I necessarily understood as I was growing up. So it's something I've really had to learn and cultivate as I've gotten older. Um, and so leading circles led me to coaching, which led me to somatics. And so I, I sort of always had in the back of my mind, I really want to do something with people around the body. I love to dance. I love to move. I don't, I never felt like I was like a quote unquote dancer by any means, but also I'm reframing what that even, what that looks like. And so, um, I'm, I, it's just sort of led me into somatics and I think of it as yes, we're connecting with the body, but for me, it's so much about expression and expressive arts and, um, being able to really work with the internal and also led me down the path of, you know, understanding um more around the power of psychedelics and so right now i'm sort of in this space where i'm i'm working deeper into somatics and expressive arts through the body and then also i've got the psychedelic medicine piece um and sitting with you know do i want to combine these two what does that look like am i choosing one not sure so you know sitting in some of my own uncertainty and evolution with it um that's sort of like a little quick synopsis. Yeah, I appreciate that. You know, <clears throat> as you were talking about um, like dance and leaning into the arts and exploring somatics and all of that stuff, a question came up for me around your mom or just mm -hmm. your parents in general. And I'm curious how the relationship with your, your mom or your dad um, shaped or kind of helped um, guide you down this path of healing and somatics and you know all of that and helping you know in facilitating women's circle how did that influence you at all yeah oh such a good question well yeah so my parents got divorced when I was eight and um they both remarried pretty quickly after that so and and actually both of my step parents my stepmom and my stepdad I knew since I was little. So they've both of them have always kind of been a part of my life. Um, and so growing up, I think in general, I, I felt some pressure um, to perform like from, and I'm not sure if it came, who, like where it exactly came from. Um, but I felt pressure to, be really good at dance and especially violin, the type of, um, so I studied classical violin. I studied Suzuki method. And if, mm. if anyone has studied Suzuki method, they probably can relate to what I'm about to say where I'm so grateful for it, but also it is so technical. And so I, it was just like, I had to read the music. I had to get everything perfect. If I didn't get it perfect, I was then like fucking up. Mm. So, um, I think like really trying to be like perfect all the time 
added so much stress and I didn't, there wasn't a lot of space for me to play. Um, there wasn't a lot of space for me to make mistakes. I mean, my mom is such an incredible powerhouse. Um, and she's, you know, run her own business at this point, she's retired, but she's run her own business. She has, um, she put herself through school. She has done a lot in her life and she's, she did not have an easy upbringing by any means. So she really was, is somebody who's like, I'm going to get this shit done. Um, and didn't have a lot of space. Her life didn't create a lot of space for like the flowery feminine energy for her to be in. Um, and luckily she's with my stepfather who creates that space for her in such a beautiful way. And they really balance each other out. But I think growing up, I, I didn't have access to like a lot of the feelings, mm -hmm. a lot of like spaciousness for me to just feel. And I was a child that felt a lot. I was, you know, I just had a lot of really big emotions and I didn't know what to do with them. So I think I just didn't have a lot of that space to like feel. So as an adult, that's something that I've really worked on healing is like, I didn't really get a lot of access to that as a child. So can I give myself spaciousness for that now as a adult human? Um, and with my dad, you know, my dad, you know, no longer present on his body is not here on earth, but my dad was, um, he was tough on me with body image. You know, he definitely hmm. had a lot of comments around, um, me needing to like be thinner, um, especially even like at a young age, like I remember being like 11 or 10 or 11. And I, you know, I, when I look back, like I was incredibly, I've always been in my opinion, healthy, athletic, strong. And, um, my dad just really, as much as, you know, we love him and everything, he, he also like projected his own body stuff onto me because he grew up having certain feelings around body image. Um, and of course American beauty standards. So, uh, that definitely, I, I didn't necessarily feel embodied. Um, I didn't feel like my body was enough. So that has been also something that has shaped the work that I've done, um, and, and the healing that I've done, you know, we don't have to do the things that we're healing. Don't, doesn't need to be the work that we put out into the world. Mm -hmm. But for me, like embracing the big feelings and learning how to look to my body as a teacher happens to be stuff that I, am, that I love putting out into the world and also big pieces that I've had to really heal within myself, which hasn't been easy. It's, it's, it's tough in a lot of ways. It's, a, I think of it as a practice. It's all a practice. Definitely. It, it, the shit don't happen overnight. Okay. Like it, it, it didn't pile up on you overnight and whew, that's a lot, you know, to have to kind of unweave and work through and, you know, it, thank God you have the, the space now to really like dive into that and find the embodiment to be in it and to share that with other people. Um, because I think it's needed, especially right now, especially when women's rights are being threatened, you know, we're being told what to do with our own bodies. We're being like, almost like children being told how to feel, what to feel, what not to feel, um, to, to be forced into this, 
um, masculine dominated world to just go, 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 drive, 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 strive, even in the manifestation process, like the manifestation process, honestly, is feminine based creation is is based in the feminine. And even in my personal process, I'm finding that a lot of the frustration and a lot of the anger and the hurt and disappointment and all of that, and even the tension in my body is coming from there not being enough of a balance with the feminine. And I feel like there's this great shift that's happening to return back to the feminine, return back to, I don't want to even say woman, just feminine, softness, ease, yeah. flow. Like you hear a lot of people, like they're becoming buzzwords, but they're, they're, they're accurate and they're valid. And there's this, um, a lot of leaders in the spiritual community or people in the spiritual community are starting to direct people to go back to the feminine. And even, and it's funny that um, I was in a group container a year ago where we worked on balancing and healing the masculine and the feminine. And for me, it was a guided meditation and there's a bluebird on the outside of my door. <laughs> and in that meditation, it was the, the feminine showed up to me first mm -hmm. and she said, let me lead, let me lead. And the masculine was over off to the side resting and saying, I am only here to support what the feminine drives, yeah. creates. And, and I say all of that to say again, that there, I can tell that there's this great shift happening and I hear it in, in what you just said too, that we got to get back to even men and, and I'm not, you know, look, dudes, y'all gonna have to, you have feminine energy in you too. We all do. Right. And we all need to, we're being called back or invited back to leaning into the softness, the ease, the flow and stop being so calculated and pushy and, and driving and striving all the time. So Yes. I appreciate you sharing. Well, thank you for asking. And, you know, it makes me think a lot about just, you know, we're so focused on the output and so focused on the end result. Like, how do I get from point A to point B? It's really interesting. I've been, um, you know, just thinking about the direction in which I want to continue to study somatics. And there's a lot of different programs out there. So I've been attending some prospective student trainings or, you know, calls. And, it's so funny, like every multiple people on the calls, all they want to know right away is what am I going to get out of this training? Mm. And am I going to be able to start seeing clients? How soon can I start seeing clients? What is it going to look like for me to make money? I get it. Those are important things to look at. And also I never, I, I have yet to seen someone ask like, how, how do people feel usually during this training or what's the energy of the training feel like? What is it? What is in, in your opinion as a facilitator? Um, what do you love about this training? You know, like more of the, the feeling based questions. And I just like to attend these perspective calls because I want to tune into the energy. I already know the logistics. I just want to tune into the energy and see how does this feel for me and my body? Do I, do I want to sit in space with these people? Does it feel like a space I want to go to? So it's really interesting that we're just continually obsessed with the outcome and how am I going to 
get over something, get through something, um, get from point A to point B, and can I do it as fast as possible? And um, I see it with clients. I see it in the psychedelic medicine spaces that I exist in. Can I take this medicine as a way to fix me, to get over this thing that I'm dealing with? Um, and so I think there is a huge call to what you're saying back into softness. And there's there's the masculine is so beautiful and the feminine is so beautiful. And when we, we learn how to work with them together, um, that's when like so much celebration and profoundness gets to be created. Um, but we're really obsessed with just the, like you said, the pushiness and the, and can we be so calculated, um, and so driven into the end result and consumption, you know, there's space for that, but can we make some space for the other things too? Can we make space for the internal experience, which is why I love somatics so much because we're more focused on the internal than the external. We're not so focused on the end result and like, oh, I have to, I need to do a somatic session with you so that I can get like some big transformational breakthrough. I'm like, why do we have to always give people transformational breakthroughs? You know, why, why does that have to be always the, the big desire? That's great. But also maybe the subtlety is great as well. Oh yeah. You know, sometimes the subtleties are more impactful to you than, than the, the, the quantum leap. Sometimes the quantum leap is a subtlety. That's mm -hmm. been my experience. Like the one little aha moments, like that shifted everything for me. And it didn't come from you know, me, me doing something forceful or, or pushy or calculating something or an, overanalyzing something. I had to feel into my body to get things to move around when I've been in session. So what I want to ask you, and let's get into this a, a, just a bit, let's back up actually and lay some foundation. So for those who aren't familiar or unaware or don't know, or just curious, Talk to us about what somatics or what somatic healing is. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So basically somatics, it really just means a relating to the body. So um, like a little bit of background, it was coined in the 70s by a um, psychologist, I think he was. Um, and I always am like, was it truly coined in the seventies, you know, by some white dude, it was likely this work has been happening for a long time. Well, come on. And you know what it is. I will, yeah. <laughs> we know, know what, what it, it is. is. <laughs> we don't need to get into it, mm -hmm. but that's just, you know, as Western society likes to say, that's where it, the, the word came from. Um, but people have been obviously been doing this work for, for long before I've been here. Um, so it's really in plain terms, just a relating to the body. So we see a lot of like somatic um, yoga is a thing, somatic therapy, somatic movement. Um, there's also uh, uh, something called somatic experiencing, which was, uh, is Peter Levine's uh, program if, if, or methodology. If anybody knows Peter Levine is, he talks a lot about trauma Um and so we're seeing a lot around like somatics and, you know, trauma being linked together. Trauma is such a, 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 ter a hot term right now. So is somatics and embodiment, honestly. Um, 
So it's basically a relating to the body. So what we're doing in somatics, when we focus on somatics, we're focusing on how the body is reacting internally. We're more focused on like the cues that the body might be giving us the very, even like doing small movements and noticing how does that feel in my body? How is my external experience um, impacting my internal experience? So we're more focused on the internal of the body than the external. And also when we weave in somatics, we get to talk about like the senses, which is something I love to bring in when I'm, when I'm working with people in somatics, because we get to talk about like how something feels against our skin, what we're smelling, what we're hearing, what we're seeing, depending on what our capacity is, everyone's different. Um, So again, focusing on the internal rather than the external, we can do that through talking. We can say, um, you know, we can have a conversation around what's coming up for you and how the the body is reacting to it um, and go deeper within the body. We can also do movements to explore what's happening inside of the body. Um, so there's, there's different, you know, uh, ways to play with it, but basically, you know, something to remember is it's a relating to the body. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, when you say body, I automatically go to energetics, like, yeah, <laughs> that's, that's automatically where I go to because the body is energy. Like everything's energy. Y'all know how I talk about that all the time. Everything is energy. And when, but, but I also feel like there's like a, um, you have, there's your, your mind, but then there's your body mind, like your, your body has its own intelligence too. And I'm curious as to what are, what are some of the, the techniques that you can use to, I don't want to say trigger, but to tap into that, um, that body mind that we have that can, you know, oftentimes get, at least inform us of what's happening or give us some type of data or wisdom or information about what might be going on for us. Yeah. Oh, I love it. Yeah. And you're so right. You know, we have the the physical body, of course, but then we also have the energetic. And so I love, I like to preface when I, when I work with folks, because um, saying we have the energetic body and we have the physical body because everyone has different capacities with the physical form. Um, and so we can still tune into the body energetically, no matter, you know, what's happening with us physically or pain that we might be experiencing or limitations with movement. Um, and so ways that we can start to kind of tap in super simple. Like, I think that this is the thing that I love so much about somatics is there's so much simplicity to this. It's not like there's, this is some sort of magical, we're gatekeeping information that people can't access. I mean, we can literally access all of this in our day to day. So what I, uh, to start from kind of like ground up, the, the big thing is the breath, Simply Mm -hmm. becoming aware of our breath, becoming aware of how the the quality of the breath, how the breath is flowing in, how the breath is flowing out, and just taking some space to tune into the breath and maybe even tuning into the breath in our external environment, wherever we're at. So the breath is a beautiful place to start. Um, I also like to tune into the feet right? Mm. Just simply grounding in with the feet, noticing how the feet feel against the earth. What does it feel like if I stand up on my tippy toes versus being flat footed? Like we can learn if we slow things down and break it up, we can learn so much about 
all of these, um, you know, there it's a, a terminology that I learned through, uh, one of my teachers that I studied with her name's Maya Knight, and she uses the seven layers of embodiment. So we have the breath, we have the feet to come to, we can tune into our walk and we can notice like, how am I walking? How many times do we just rush from one thing to the other? Can we practice being a little bit more present with our walk? Can we also explore how does it feel to speed up the walk versus slow it down? So we have the breath, we have feet, we have walking, we can explore our posture and how like I'm sitting and what is this saying about how I'm feeling internally? What's the body, what's the, what are the teachings and what's the body trying to share with me through the way that I'm sitting? Um, we can also use sound. We can make different types of sounds. We can say different types of words to express what the body is trying to say. It can be as primal as we want it to be. They could literally just be like voice activation through tones. Um, and then we also have movement. We have like actual gestures to come to and like postures to say like the body is feeling this way. Well, what does that look like in like a posture form? And maybe it's really crunched. Maybe it's something expansive, right? So these are, these are kind of like the layers up. And so personally, when I work with people, I always start with the breath and then um, we, and then we may work up or go a little bit deeper. But I think tuning into just like the simple things, breath, feet, posture, the senses, all mm -hmm. of that is like beautiful way to start to um, explore somatics. Hmm. And mm, I, you know what kind of surprised me is when you said about um, when you said about crouching, like what what does that what does that feeling in your body what does that look like and like make that not contort I guess contort your body like if it's crouched down or if it's extended or like it's almost like one is uh, um, it's interrelated where the the feeling or the sound like if if sound looked like something what could you make your body look like and it's it's very interesting how your body just can talk to you basically is it I, I see it as like body talk and, and speaking yes. of talk, what, what are some of the common themes that you have noticed in your work that the body is really telling us or some of the messages that the body is trying to send to us in our posture, in our sound, in our breath, in, in our vibration of our feet? Because I feel a lot tingling in my feet a lot. And I just mm -hmm. be sitting here doing nothing and my feet get to tingling. And I'm like, what is that? Yeah. Well, I think the, I mean, we're having, it, it is a conversation with the body, you know, that can we, I think we really like, we think like, oh, I, I get to tell the body what to do and we do that. And then we burn out. So what happens if we let ourselves be in spaces where we can explore what the body is trying to tell us, can we be more in like a co-creative relationship with it? Um, and I, and I also love to, um, I'll answer your question, but I just want to say, I, I, I love what, when I'm talking about, if I'm in a movement session for myself, I love to say like the body is doing this or the body is wanting to uh, move this way. And I say it that way, rather than like, I'm wanting to do this, or my body is not letting me go deeper in this, in this posture 
because it feels like less judgment. I actually had a massage therapist. Um, she was working on my hips and she was like, well, let's see if the body will let us, you know, go deeper here. And I was like, I love that you just said that because I didn't feel any sort of guilt that I'm not like flexible enough or that I wasn't, you weren't able to like go deeper into the muscle that just felt like we're working together as a team and we're going to see what, where the body's at today. So with all of this, like there's no judgment at all with what comes up with the body, with where you're at. Um, when we explore movements, it's not about like who can do the sexiest posture. It's, it has nothing to do with any sort anything like that. It's, it's not who is a, a great dancer. Sometimes the postures and movements we do are like really primal and, and, and funny, and we can laugh at it. Um, so I just want to like say all of that so that it's out there for folks. But I think some of the things that we see, you know, talking about the masculine and feminine as you were before, um, it's interesting. Uh, people, w- when I work with women and femmes and they explore more masculine movements versus feminine movements. So masculine movements might be like a bit more robotic and like we're getting from one place to the other. So maybe a bit more robotic in the body versus like the feminine movements, which can feel really flowy. And so I think sometimes when I, when I work with women and femmes, they will have this, um, I, this feeling like, Oh, I'm too much in my masculine. So those movements are going to be really easy for me, but then they do them and they're like, this feels really strange in the body. Like that's interesting information. I thought that that was going to be something normal for me because I'm so too much in my masculine and not enough in my feminine. So that's, it's, that's really interesting information to explore. No judgment. We're just simply exploring. So I think that's one of the big things that we see. Another thing is just, I think, um, just like the disconnection between, um, different parts of the body. So maybe, um, the disconnection between like the head and the heart and the feet. And that it can just feel, we can feel kind of like just disembodied, if you will. So, you know, when the feet are tingling, it's simply an invitation to, to be like, well, what are they trying to say right now? You know, what's the, what, let's get curious about that because it's, it could be different for everyone. Hmm. I was going to take this completely left (laughs) for a minute. And that's, I don't know if you saw me giggling, but it came to my mind. And I'm going to ask it because it keeps on tapping me on the shoulder. Um, Twerking is coming up for me and I don't know why. And I don't want to talk about this, but I'm being pushed (laughs) to talk about this. But um, can we talk about twerking and somatics for a minute? (laughs) Because, okay, let's y'all just go with me on this because we have seen that twerking is very sexual. Okay. And I think that that is a sign. (laughs) that maybe we need to like tap back into our sexuality and our femininity and for some of us that is hard to do right that's that's hard to do and I don't know I don't know and I'm giggling because I'm one I'm embarrassed to even be saying this but I'm gonna say it anyway but I feel like like I don't know where twerking plays a part in this somatics but I kind of feel like it does can you what are your thoughts on that I love it (laughs) <laughs> I think we should all be twerking more often. Listen. <laughs> um, 
maybe we should do a whole class on somatics and twerking. Mm. I think you would get a, a nice turnout for that. I really you can do. lead it. Um, yeah. So I think, yeah, I mean, we're just talking about like, I, I think when we, we think about that type of movement, it's, it's sexualized. Um, and so we can absolutely weave all of that into when I do movement sessions with people, like we can weave all of that in. And, and I, and I think that this also, what it brings up for me is this idea of play. And so like, I just think we can all, we all, I know myself included, take all of this very seriously. You know, when I was in the Reiki class with you, oh my God, I took it so seriously. I take things, you know, I can acknowledge that I, I can be very like fairy and light, but also I, you know, I do take life seriously. And so I think that there's always this beautiful invitation in, in movement, um, in embodiment and, you know, through the work of somatics to weave in play, like, can I do a dance move? That's so silly. Or can I do a dance move that feels really sexual? That feels like I'm embodying my femininity. Um, and, and, and how does that feel for me? Like, so maybe I do twerk. Like, how do I feel doing that? Does that feel easy? Does that feel natural? Does it feel like a little like edgy or weird? Right. And that's such a, it's an all an invitation. So let's explore a little bit more and we can explore deeper, but also we can just try things on and play with it and see how it feels. Um, and sometimes maybe it just makes us laugh and that's great. And then sometimes maybe we want to go a little bit deeper, but you know, those are things that we can, we can, God, there's so many ways to go with all of it, but we can deeply explore more sexuality, our sexuality. And, and also if we want to get into the feminine, we can explore all of that deeply through movement and through mm -hmm. dance. So y'all hear that. If you're trying to twerk, go on and twerk, you have permission to twerk and see how it feels. Something yeah. else might come up. You might feel like I feel sexy today. Or you might feel embarrassed and that might be something that you need to explore about your body. And like, why do I feel embarrassed about my body? Why, you know, why do I not listen? Not everybody has an ass to twerk, but you can still do it. <laughs> and, and, and I think that that yeah. also brings up like some, um, I don't want to say body dysmorphia, but there's like some body shaming, self body shaming that may come up around that, that can also you kind of heal some other parts like around your confidence around your self-worth and things like that and, and I that's what I'm getting from this conversation or what you're sharing about somatic healing is that it is it can be a tool to uncover you know more deeply rooted blockages or obstacles that can like deepen and widen your healing and open you up to other levels of consciousness really and awareness and just uh um and uh, uh what's the word I want to say an, an elevated way of being right mm -hmm. or am I off about that yes no you're 100 percent on and mm -hmm. you're on it and you know we can there's a lot of avenues we can play with you know we can do the whole space of um, I'm activated. I'm in a trauma response. So maybe what I do is like a practice of shaking where we simply, you know, shake the hands, shake the legs, like shake a little bit up and down. And that helps to bring the body back into its um, homeostasis, which is what we see animals do. So yeah. we can do that. 
exactly. So we can do that when we're activated. That can help us. I do it all the time. Um, we can do shaking. We can we can dig deeper into um, our activation modes and what happens and exploring that through the body, right? Like we can, we can see how it feels to not move, to freeze. We can see how it feels to maybe speed things up, to almost like fight. And of course we want to do all of this when we are in a space where we feel safe and we know where we are because, you know, we, we just want to be super, um, conscientious of when we're, we're using this modality. Um, and then we can also use it to, get a bit more expressive and to deepen into um, the femininity if we want or masculinity. Um, we don't want to discount the masculine and, mm. and we can, we can try on different archetypes. We can see like, Oh, maybe I want to play with like my um, like wild woman archetype or like a sexy archetype or, or something completely like a bitchy archetype, right? I can try that on through movement and I can also explore going deeper into like my own stuff that's coming up, which I do all the time. When I, when I have a conversation, like if I'm talking to a family member and I'm like, I can't this conversation, I can't help me help you. (laughs) I can't, (laughs) I can only do so much. So like, I'm going to pray for us, for you. And also, um, I get to practice, moving through what's coming up. And so I can do that through movement. Mm -hmm. So there's, there's lots of ways we can play in the realm of somatics and embodiment and movement, and we can play with it as light as we want. And we can also go into like our own deep, deep, deep inner depths. Hmm. Um, Something you said about shaking brings up a question. Um, Actually Mm -hmm. reminds me of something that I saw on, um, on my Instagram feed this morning where, um, a lady was jumping on a trampoline and she was talking about ways to regulate your nervous system. Um, you know, when kind of like your kids are like pushing your buttons or whatever, like it's not, it's not your children's responsibility to help you regulate your emotions and help you regulate. So she was given an example of jumping on the trampoline helps you regulate your nervous system. And what you said about shaking and it being, um, and animals even doing it like that's why the dog shakes <laughs> that's why the dog like flaps around and wiggles like throughout its its body is to you know shift the energy to regulate to 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 set it back to to zero i guess or back, neutral let's say that not zero but neutral and um yeah i'm i'm wondering if how tapping plays a part into somatics. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, you know, I haven't, I have played a little bit with tapping. Um, mm-hmm. I have a friend who, the one I was actually talking about earlier, she, she does quite a bit of tapping and she's also a somatic practitioner. Um, she and I have studied together and yeah, I don't know too much about the science behind tapping, but I do know that it's definitely an effective mm. method to to come back into wholeness or to um, work with like what's coming up and affirmations. And so it can absolutely, I, I would think, be grouped into, um, you know, working with the body, working with what's coming up mm-hmm. and and some sort of somatic practice. Mm. Mm-hmm. Oh, such a good conversation. One last question before yeah. we before we wrap up. Um, if somebody wanted to 
or where would someone new start with with somatic if they wanted to to explore it? Yeah, well, if they want to explore on their own, um, you know, I think looking at so I think it's always great to be well resourced. So if you're wanting to explore on your own, um, definitely check out some books. Um, Peter Levine is is a great person to start with. He talks a lot about the body. He talks a lot about trauma. I think going into somatics and having an understanding of trauma and how it can manifest in the body is really important because we trauma gets stored in the body. Mm-hmm. And when we're doing, when we're doing deep work with somatics, we can, we can work, be working with trauma. So we just want to be really conscientious and intentional with the ways in which we're working with the body. Yeah. Um. So I think checking out some of his stuff is, is, you know, if you're looking for more like books, that's a great idea. Um. And if you're simply wanting to practice on your own, I would start with the senses, I would start with maybe sitting outside and exploring um, nature, exploring the sounds, exploring what you're seeing, um, the scent, exploring just how the air feels against your skin. And you can even just begin to tune into different aspects of nature. I mean, nature is such an incredible teacher. And I think nature and somatics are so beautifully aligned um, because being in nature brings us back into our own wholeness and brings us back into um, being aligned with like the season and we just start to feel more grounded. So connecting in that type of way, and maybe it's even, you know, looking at the sun or looking at a tree and really tuning into what I'm seeing, what I'm feeling, what I'm hearing, all of that. So I think super simple, like come back to the senses, the sensuality of it, exploring that to me is such a beautiful foundation. And then of course, if you're wanting like more support, there's loads of somatic practitioners out there. I mean, I'm, you know, happy to I'm always working with people. Um, I have different self-study options too for folks if they're wanting some rituals and practices that um, they can do on their own. I have different meditations and stuff. So um, yeah, that's a, meditations are also a beautiful way to to explore um, embodiment and somatics. Nice. I have to grab me one of those meditations or one of those self-studies or connect with you. And speaking of connecting with you, how how can people connect with you if they want to learn more about you and what you do or just kind of um, uh, get into one of your containers? Where can people find you? Yeah, Um, they can come to my website, which is just dannyautumn.com. And they can also find me on Instagram at Danny underscore autumn underscore. Um, and yeah, if they're interested in one-on-one work, they can check that out. Um, I do offer one-on-one somatic work. Um, we would have a conversation first just to make sure it feels like a good fit for both of us. So they can explore that way. Um, they can check out some of the self-study options that I have and, um, I also have a somatic course that will be going live in the near future. So they can hop on my email list to learn more about it or simply shoot me a message. I'm always down to connect with people. Yay. Awesome. Wonderful. Thank you so much, Danielle, for 
being a guest today and sharing with us all of your wisdom and knowledge about um, somatic healing. Y'all that listen, take healing seriously. Take what's happening in your body seriously. There is a ton of information that you can get from what's happening in your body. I know that a lot of times we've been taught to kind of um, bypass or overlook or ignore what we're feeling in our body. And I personally have experienced that to be at my detriment at times. And so, you know, if you're feeling something in your body, if, if there's tightness, get that out. Put that, listen, put that back in the earth, put that back in the atmosphere so that could be transmuted, so that could be wisdom to you, so that you could, you know, just, just be not more whole, but just be more healed, right? Just be more healed. So that is what we have for you today. Again, thank you so much. Thank y'all for listening. Again, don't forget to check out the info in the show description of all my offerings and ways to connect with me, as well as to how to connect with Danielle. And thank you guys for listening. I'll talk to you next time. Bye. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Hey, and thanks so much for hanging in there with me all the way to the end of the podcast. I hope you got lots of value from today's episode and feel more empowered and more inspired than you did before. If you enjoyed this episode as much as I did doing it, then share it with somebody that might resonate with it. Also, I would really appreciate it if you could leave me a five-star review to help me get the word out about the show. And if at any point you have questions or topics you want me to riff about, as you can see, I like to talk, then I invite you to get on my social media platforms and just message me. And if you're feeling the nudge to work with me, then check out my offerings on my website. Everything you need to connect with me is in the show notes. So until next time, be empowered. 